1972, a crack commando unit was sent to a liturgical prison by a canonical court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from a maximum security diocesan stockade to the ecclesial underground. Today, still wanted by the Vatican, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, then you should listen to Libra Cristo War College. Thanks to the Shield of St. Michael for those intros, <laughs> and thanks to Dr. Dan Schneider. Hey, Kyle, welcome back to the show. People have been missing you and been asking where you've been. Uh, wh what have you been up to? Uh, you're doing a book study. What else are you doing, Kyle? What's uh, Fill the audience in on on some of your projects. Uh, thanks, Jesse. It's been, it's been busy, but it's been a good kind of busy. Um, the... Uh, so what we've got is we've been putting together these uh, these retreats. And so what I can give you is uh, some new and breaking information. Father's going to do, uh, Father River is going to do three retreats here in Wyoming. Uh, in June, he's going to do a father-son retreat, a mother-daughter retreat, and a, a newly married retreat. Um, if you wanted to give a wedding gift, I think that this would be a tremendous wedding gift to give to a newly married couple. But for information on those, you can go to www.montecristo.net and ask for information on those retreats. Uh, we just finished a Zoom Reclamation Theology retreat. Reclamation Theology is a, is a very uh, interesting and subject that's very near to my heart. And it's not a particular teaching. It's more of a disposition. It's the understanding of what did our faith look like prior to 1960? And mm -hmm. what does it look like now? It's a comparison uh, of some of the things, practices and dispositions that we've lost and that we certainly need to reclaim in these tumultuous times. The systematic removal uh, of the Blessed Virgin, of uh, martyrdom, of the understanding of what it is to be a saint um, is, is, uh, needs to be reclaimed. And so that's reclamation theology. We're just starting the sec. Uh, we just had the first uh, session last night of our book study on uh, the ways of mental prayer uh, by uh, Father Lahodi. This is the second book in the spiritual warfare big bibliography um, recommended by Father Ripperger. Again, go to www.monicristo.net. For information on those, it's not too late to join that book study. Um, that's a Zoom book study weekly. Um, then you can can look at the older ones, um, uh, the older ones. And then coming up in um, February and March, we have three weeks um, of of training by Father Ripperger uh, and and staff. So the first one is an exorcist training. And so this is training for priests in uh, exorcism. It is a week long, but it's very, very intense. Um, and so the priests actually would be able to be functional in this uh, when they come out of this week-long training. If you uh, want to sponsor a priest, that, um, that can certainly be done. Oftentimes we have priests in third world countries, <clears throat> particularly Africa and Indonesia, that uh, <clears throat> in India, 
that are seeking this training, uh, but it, it costs quite a bit for them to, to come over and to go through the training. And so if you wanted to sponsor one of those priests, you can get a hold of, of Kate at uh, Monte Cristo at the Monte Cristo website to perhaps sponsor one of those priests. We have a priest, uh, an East German priest. We have an African priest that are both seeking uh, sponsorship, scholarship. So that exorcist training is coming up uh, in late February, early March. That's We also have a mental health professionals conference, and the focal point is Thomistic psychology and the centrality of Thomistic psychology in the practice of our faith. Um, Father Ripperger's quote is that the demon understands the human in the same way that St. Thomas describes uh, the human with regard to psychology. Uh, so it's very deep study there. And then we have um, a general practitioner and team training that following week. So again, all this information is available on MonteCristo.net, as well as a YouTube channel that has many videos and explanatory uh, videos um, uh, about different aspects of our ministry. So Jesse, thank you for that opportunity to to plug Monte Cristo, Libra Cristo, and and uh, Society of the Most Sorrowful Mother. Uh, Kyle, is it? I think you're the only lay person that's part of the society, of Father Ripperger's society. Isn't, isn't that true? The rest of them are priests, right? That's correct. Um, I am the only Segundi or secondary member uh, of the society. Of an order is usually comprised of of three uh, levels, if you will. There's the first order, second order, and third order. And so I'm actually a second order member uh, of the society. What, how long have you been working with Father Ripperger? Some people in the audience want to know. About 15 years. Right, would it be a fair statement to say that you probably are the layperson that knows Father Ripperger's theology and has worked with him more than anybody on planet Earth? Oh, my. Um, I had never thought of it that way. Um, I, uh, I'm i not aware of who all he knows, and, and um, I... Uh, well, he knows a lot of people, but they don't work with them like you. <laughs> we yeah, we work very closely. I, I, I think that's a fair statement. We work very closely and have for many years. Hey, uh, uh, a lot of people are very excited about you uh, explaining the prayers in the book. They got mad at me the last time I brought you in. We talked about all kinds of other topics. They liked the show, but they said, get back to the prayers, Jesse, please get focused. <laughs> so on page 33, <laughs> there's a prayer that says, Prayer to be pray to be freed from evil habits. I notice it's a deprecatory prayer. The language is deprecatory. What else can you give us? Tell us about that prayer, the theology of that prayer, or who should use it and when. And so, it it appears to be deprecatory, but it's an interesting classification of this prayer because the language, um, the language is interesting. Give me. Does that not sound commanding? Give me. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Right. And then we soften and then we soften it a little bit. I beseech thee. <laughs> oh Holy Spirit, giver of all good gifts. Now this next phrase is very, very important. And this is why it's so important to go to these book studies and understand exactly what Father Lahodi is saying. These formative book studies such as spiritual combat and the ways of mental prayer. Because there is language in these prayers that has a very specific application within spirituality 
that many lay people do not pick up. But just give me that powerful grace which converts the stony hearts of mortals into burning furnaces of love. So this is asking it to be done to me. So one of the things that we ask for in mental prayer, in the beginner's prayer, Father Lahodi is, is saying is, you must ask God, you must beseech God, you must petition God, you must beg God for the grace to be changed. Because without God's grace, without this medium of conversation between soul uh, and creator, between creature and creator, we cannot affect the change that is necessary to be pleasing to him. And ultimately, this is the goal of all prayer, uh, is to root out predominant vice, to be pleasing to him. And it starts here uh, with, so prayer to be freed from evil habits. This is the prayer to be freed from vicious behavior. Well, what do I mean by vicious behavior? That which is vice filled, that which is not virtuous. And it starts here that converts the stony hearts of mortals into burning furnaces of love. And so this is a very specific thing. This is not just flowery language. This is, this is warrior talk. By thy grace. Yeah, I noticed that. It is warrior. Again. Yeah, right. And again, by thy grace, free my captive soul from the thraldom of every evil habit. What is thraldom? Slavery. Mm. So we, we know this word when we say he was enthralled. So what does it yeah. mean to be enthralled? To be infatuated, to be mesmerized, to be yeah. bound to. But there is a psychological compatibility that is part of thraldom. So it's not that this innocent person was captured and, and forced into slavery. Thraldom, every evil habit. What is a habit? It is a reoccurring action, thought, word, deed. It's a reoccurring thing. So you've identified, you're, you're knowing that you have habitual behavior, which is vicious, non-virtuous, which distances you from God and has made your heart stony, uh, hard. It's hardened your heart. And so you're asking for this um, to free your captive soul from the thraldom of every evil habit and concupiscence to restore it to the holy liberty of the children of God. This is a deep change. Kyle, I take yes. this back as, as, as you're going through this. This is not a deprecatory prayer. This is an imprecatory prayer for the, the individual, right? Yes, it, yes, it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah, it's not deprecatory. I take that back. I yeah. Now that you're going through it, yeah, this is a this is a prayer for the individual. Yeah, go ahead. And so you know, you you know uh, you know what it is to to enter the squared circle to compete uh, yeah. to to be hands on. And so the deprecatory prayer is often circling, posturing. Uh, it may even be the shadow punch. It may be the faint. It may be the jig, the jive. This is hands-on. Okay. This is the grapple. This, this is yeah. you're, you're, you're in it. You've got a hold of them, and they've got a hold of you. You're listening to War yes. College. Wednesday War College. we got Kyle Clement, Jess Romero. We're talking about the prayers in Father Ripperker's book, Deliverance Prayers for the Lady. We'll continue with Kyle explaining to us how they're to be used. 
Stick around. We'll be right back. Wednesday War College, Jess Romero, Kyle Clement, we're talking about how to use or when these prayers are used or the and the theology of these prayers. A lot of people want to know this is a huge topic with a lot of our listeners. The prayers we're talking about are written by Father Ripperger and his team. They're called Deliverance Prayers for the Laity. And uh, I've got Kyle Clement here. On, he's, he was one of the guys that really was part of the team that put these prayers together. So he knows the theology and why they were written and when they were written. You're talking about, uh, Kyle, prayer to be free from evil habits. I'm looking at the... You know what I like about all these prayers? The, the language is very precise. It's not, uh, you know, there's no ambiguity. It's, the, it's precision. It's like la- the, the, the language is laser-focused. You're exactly oh, right. Um you're exactly right, Jesse. This is red site prayer. Uh, you know, this is yeah. this is dot on prayer. Yeah, yeah. Red site prayer. I like that. <laughs> red site prayer. Tell us about the next prayer. Prayer to overcome our spiritual enemies. I'll let you tell us. Is that deprecatory or imprecatory? Okay. So, do you want to finish that? Uh, yeah, prayer yeah. to be free from evil. Spirit? Absolutely. Okay. Finish. So, yeah. A lot of these, a lot of these prayers in this particular section are going to follow what I call boot camp theology. Um, and so, in boot camp, if you've gone through boot camp or a form of boot camp, yeah. you know that that there are two parts. One is the tearing down, and then the building up. And so, uh, there is the chiseling, and then there's the polishing. And so, the first part of this prayer um, is a chiseling part. It's a it's a tearing down. It's a breaking down. And then we get this shift, and it says. So it says, free, free me from this. And then it says, give me to taste how sweet it is to serve the Lord and crucify the flesh with its vices and concupiscences. That is a very powerful thing to taste the sweetness of, of this. This is sacrifice. This is mortification. This is the this is the shift. So now that we've we've gotten rid of the vice, now we must infill with virtue. And so in that boot camp movement. If you look at us at an eight-week boot camp, you're four weeks in. These guys, they look pretty miserable. They're beaten down. Mm-hmm. They're broken uh, physically. And now you're going to start building them back up. So now listen to this next language. And if this sounds painful, good, because it is. It's violent. Enlarge my heart that I may ever cheerfully run the way of my commandments until I reach the goal of my aspirations the joys and bliss of thy habitation in heaven. This is a prayer to be a saint. This is, a, this is not a prayer for life to be better. This is not the prayer um, for prosperity. This is not a Joel Osteen prayer. Yeah, right. Health and wealth gospel. Nope. Yeah, I love... I, yeah, uh, this is... This, yeah, I can see that. These are boot camp. So the boot camp prayers basically start from page 35 from the top one... Uh, prayer against temptation, prayer to be freed from evil habits. Then the next one, these are the boot camp prayers, right? First you tear, you, you like, yeah. like in, like in boot camp, you get torn down, then you get built up by the drill instructors. Yeah. Correct. 
And so Father Lahodi in the Ways of Mental Prayer is telling you that in order to be effective, in order to be effective as a warrior, what you have to do is find, first of all, is find your predominant vice, find your predominant defect, your weakness. And it was the same thing with you, Jesse, when you were kickboxing. If you had a good, if you had a good fighter, this is one a good trainer. This is one of the things that made Customato so good is he would identify a fighter's vulnerabilities and he would say, you got one or two options. You can cure it or you can never expose it. Mm. And so the, the, this was what, um, incidentally, Customato was the one who turned Mike uh, Tyson from a street fighter into a world champion. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so a lot of us are street fighters. We think we're street fighters, but we've got glass jaw. And that glass jaw is going to be whatever our vice is, whatever our weakness is, whatever our um, self-delusion is. And you know the difference between a champion kickboxer and, and the also-rans is the champion knows exactly where his vulnerabilities are, where his uh, weaknesses are, and he works to to correct them and at the same time never expose them. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Well said. Well put. Kyle, what about prayer to overcome our spiritual enemies? Um, when is that used? By who's it used? Is it uh, used by an individual? Is that a deprecatory or an imprecatory prayer? Okay, so it's imprecatory because it's commanding. Now, both of these have in, in, in uh, common what they're commanding is uh, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. By what right do we command the Holy Spirit? By the right of baptism. The, the Holy Spirit by the right of confirmation, by the right of initiation into the Catholic Church. Because very, very simply, the Catholic has a different relationship with the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, than the Protestant. Um, here's why. Just very simply, at baptism, a priest of the Most High God, a man who was consecrated to God, whose hands were consecrated to be the purveyor of the sacrament, he placed his hands on that infant, and he commanded the Holy Spirit, come down into this child. He called into the corpus of that infant the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. And that's done in a sacramental setting, in a very formal setting. The demon... Satanism mocks this and and replicates this, uh, but it's not, of course, to the same efficacy, because in that case, what's being called down is creature, not creator. So when the priest calls down the third member of the Trinity and asks him to indwell into this child, um, now there is an indelible mark that is placed on this child. This is why we uh, as Catholics have a totally different relationship with the Holy Ghost. Then that relationship is confirmed when Peter himself, through apostolic succession, it is just as if Peter himself places his hands on our head at confirmation and once again calls the Holy Spirit down into uh, the body of the confirmand, who should be in a state of grace and who should be asking to be commissioned a warrior into God's army at confirmation. And so this is the right by which we are commanding the Holy Spirit. And we the language, how do we address the Holy Spirit in this one? Prayer to overcome our spiritual enemies? We say eternal wisdom. Mm. Eternal wisdom. So we're naming the third person of the Holy of the Holy Trinity, the Holy Ghost, we're we're saying eternal wisdom. So in any of the wisdom literature, in any of that imagery, what is the beginning of wisdom? Fear of the Lord. Yes. The beginning of wisdom is fear of the Lord, the recognition that nothing is almighty except the Lord, except God. 
And so eternal wisdom, come down into my soul. So immediately the demon is on notice that, okay, he's calling out to the, the third person of the Trinity. He's calling out to um, eternal wisdom, that fear of the Lord. Come down into my soul that all my enemies may be driven out. So who is praying this prayer? The guy that's moved to look at pornography. The guy that's on the edge of infidelity. The guy that curses. The guy that has recognized the vicious behavior, his predominant fault, and wants to be rid of it. Because he's asking the Holy Spirit to come down and crowd it out. The thing is, just like that domestic violence scenario, you've got to be done. You've got to be finished. You've got to be through. You've got to be ready to be rid of this vice, whatever it may be. You've got to be absolutely done because if you've got any psychological compatibility, you're just like the woman with the swollen eye looking at the cop saying, but he loves me. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he, no, he doesn't. He's wrecking your life. So you've got to be done. Now listen to this next language, that all my enemies may be driven out, all my crimes melted away, and all my sins forgiven. Listen to that. Wow. Powerful, powerful language, because that is the psychological compatibility. The crimes and the sins. So this now prayer, next. So there's so, so this next. prayer this prayer is uh, like you said, it's uh it's commanding the Holy Spirit by right, R I T E, right? I mean the by the right of baptism, uh, because we have, like you said, we have a special relationship with the Holy Spirit, because a priest of the Most High God uh, baptized us, and so it is by right, R I T E, that we're able to say this prayer. Correct? You're absolutely right. You're absolutely R I G H T. You're correct. Okay. And so here is that here is that boot camp moment. My crimes melted away. All my sins were given enlighten my understanding which is no longer my intellect which is no longer clouded by sin enlighten my intellect with the light of true faith inflame my will with thy sweet love clear up my mind with thy glad presence and give virtue and perfection to all my powers mm. this is a prayer for a man that is that is in the throes of pornography, infidelity, impure thought, impure language. This is for that guy. Because, men, all of the purity, uh, all of the merit of your prayer and the ability to discharge your office is based on your purity. Mm. And that's what this prayer is about. Well, Women. Again, this is important. Kyle, say that Say that one more time for the audience. Say that, say that one more time, that last sentence. The merit. For men, the merit of your prayer and the, your spiritual stature is totally dependent upon your purity. Wow. Why do I say why do I say that? This is the basis of Saint Joseph, the tradition surrounding Saint Joseph. He is depicted traditionally and for centuries with a lily. It's the symbol of purity. He was pure of heart, he was pure of body, he was pure of mind, he was pure of will, because he did exactly what our Lord asked him, what God asked him to do. And so he's second only to Jesus in his purity as a man. As a man, he is second only to Jesus, and that's why his symbol was always 
the lily. And he was depicted as a mature life, a mature man, having lived a life of purity. A life of purity is much, much more powerful, efficacious, meritorious than uh, a few years of purity. Um, this is why I am so, um, we really need to point out that this modern depiction of St. Joseph as a young man with a sharp carpenter's tool and terror of demons is not accurate. It does not do him justice. He is the just man, and traditionally he was always depicted as a man having lived an entire life of purity. He was depicted with the symbol of the lily, and he was depicted in this way for a very specific uh, reason, several reasons. So this modern depiction of him is is um, diminishing of who he really was. He was the man who would be king. Uh, he was the ranking member of the Davidic monarchy at the time Jesus was born. And so we really need to understand where masculine power and authority comes from. And it's not in this new modern remake of St. Joseph. Um, sorry for the departure. Um, but this Here, moment we're is... We're coming to a hard break. Kyle, we're coming to hard break. Okay. You're listening to War College. Wednesday War College, Jess Romero, Kyle Clement, talking about uh, how to use these prayers for Father Ripperger's book. We'll continue on the next prayer to overcome evil passions and become a saint. Stick around. We'll be right back. Kyle, you know, a lot of Catholic prayers that, uh, you know, people pray every day, it's very important, obviously, because we're called to have a dedicated prayer life. But I notice that the prayers in these in this book from Father Ripperger, Deliverance Prayers for the Lady, they're at another level. We're, we're not talking, I mean, this isn't a six-shooter, you know, this is not even a 45 or a Glock. It seems like these prayers, when it comes to the interior life and it, when it comes to spiritual warfare... Uh, it, they seem like, you know, AR-15 prayers, maybe a fully automatic AR-15. You can see because the precision in these prayers uh, are unlike most prayers post-1965, if you know what I mean. Uh, and so uh, I, I think I think a lot of the power is, like you said, it's from the purity of the man. Uh, but it's also, I think, from the precision of the language. Am I onto something? You're absolutely right. All theology, um, all spiritual warfare, all of these things is based on on precisions, precision of language. The lack there is no ambiguity. Um, words mean things, and these words mean specific things. It's just like when we saw the word thraldom uh, in in there, and and it it denotes in a single word um, the psychological compatibility, um, the fact that. The person um, did this of a, of a, a willful act, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So these words really, really mean things. Um, even the words that don't seem to mean specifics in this context, they're very specific. And you bring up a good point. Um, it, th this is the difference between small arms and ordnance. Uh, ordnance means that the shell is important enough and big enough to be numbered. Um, and so these are the 105s and, and bigger. And so there's another thing about that is that in a firefight, 
very seldom will small arms um, be targeted as for counterattack. But as soon as you let off a 105, as soon as you let off a 50 cal, something that's big enough, something that's ordnance, um, then you're telling the enemy that it's it's more than just a firefight. And so uh, that it's serious that you aim to take, you're, you're going to die on this hill if, if necessary. And so this brings about, about a different type of counterattack. And so that's why these prayers are so important in this early section of the book. We're past the precious blood prayers, and they're all in here in a, in a, in a progression. If you'll notice, they're in a progression. And so uh, there's the precious blood prayers. Now we're into uh, what I call the boot camp prayers, the change me, O Lord prayers, uh, the prayers that root out the predominant vice. The last prayer that we talked about, we talked about it in light of men, but in light of women, um, and this prayer is very much about women to be prayed for themselves. But your spiritual stature and your merit of your prayer is all uh, based upon your docility, your obedience, your subjection to the office, uh, the various offices above you. Um, and so if, if the man's stature is, and merit is based upon purity, then yours is purity, but it's also uh, subjection to authority and obedience. For the man, the secondary aspect of his spiritual stature is his uh, willingness to discharge the authority with which he has been charged. Um, and that's very, very important. Authority is misused in two ways. One is in the uh, improper use of it. And then the other one is in the lack of discharge of that duty. Um, and then this this is a temptation for the woman to then step into the void and commit the sin of Eve which is to uh, subjugate uh, the man or to assume the masculine role. Um, so these are very, very important concepts in these, this particular section of prayers is the right ordering of men and women and, and their roles. Kyle, uh, in this section here, these, uh, I guess you'd call them boot camp prayers, um, the top one on page 33, the first one, that was the last time we met, is called Prayer Against Temptation. That's also part of the boot camp prayers. That's an imprecatory prayer as well, correct? Yes, look at the, yeah, you're precisely right. Look at the final stanza. Come, O Holy Spirit, and destroy in me mm-hmm. by thy sacred fire every affection which cannot be referred to thee or to please thee. Grant that I may be all thine and that I may live and die ever true to thee, my love and my all. Listen to that language. And then you're asking the intercession of the Blessed Mother. Oh, Mary, my advocate and mother, please help me by thy prayers. Amen. This is a Spartan prayer. This is a warrior prayer. This is uh, come Holy Spirit and destroy in me. It's not come Holy Spirit and tweak in me, (laughs) you know, lightly change, uh, improve my sentiments. The word destroy, uh, that's not an ambiguous term. You know, uh, I, I I find Kyle, and not to be critical, but I do find that a lot of the prayers post nineteen sixty five, they don't use any of this language anymore. The prayers in this book, I, I dare say, you will not find them in you know post nineteen sixty five prayers. Uh, the am I, the language has been softened up. I mean, we no longer have these uh, fifty cal prayers like we're seeing in this book. The next prayer, Kyle, prayer to overcome evil passions and become a saint. So this is part of the boot camp prayers as well, correct? That's exactly right. Yeah, this is this is the final one of these boot camp prayers. 
Um, and then we go into a, a section of, of, of prayers. But this is the last of these uh, strict boot camp prayers. And this prayer is also an imprecatory prayer. It's prayed for, for self, correct? That's correct. And so it's prayed for self. Um, this is part of that. Uh, if, if you look at uh, spiritual combat, Dom Lorenzo Scapoli, uh, the Ways of Mental Prayer, uh, Father Lahodi, you see these common themes of you have to identify the predominant vice, you have to root it out, you have to work on it, you have to. Um, St. Thomas says, um, in Summa Congenitalis, he says that with regard to purity, that habitual mortal sin must stop before um, one can address purity. And so we see this, especially in spiritual warfare, uh, where habitual mortal sin has to stop. Uh, in many of the modern um, and even some of the um, some of the uh, Catholic quote Catholic deliverance ministries, which are being done online and in other inappropriate venues, what's happening is these people are presenting themselves for prayer and they're not in a state of grace. Uh, they're they're uh, continuing to proceed in, in habitual mortal sin. And here's one of the fallacies or one of the misunderstandings of modern Catholicism, which has been influenced by the evangelicals uh, and the Protestants, is that that we must pray for them, pray over them in order to, quote, free up their will. This is exactly contrary to St. Thomas's teaching. It is exactly contrary to 19th centuries of Catholic understanding that the soul must make a movement in the will to which God will respond, not the other way around. Um, the will is reserved to the soul. The demon cannot be present directly to the will. He can only be present to the will indirectly through the lower faculties, and never perfectly can one's will be uh, compromised. One always has the Psalm 130 or the profundest privilege, which is out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. And so these prayers that we're in this boot camp section, um, it's good to uh, augment those with Psalm 130 and Psalm 51. Uh, the profundest, out of the depths I cry to, uh, to you, O Lord, and Psalm 51, O Lord, have mercy, mercy on me, O Lord, a sinner. These move the disposition to, to where we can pray these prayers and pray them to effect a change. And it's not a one and done. These are This is a constant, just like boot camp. You don't do one set of calisthenics. You don't do one set of, of push-ups. You don't do one set of pull-ups. You develop in boot camp the discipline that should remain with you for the rest of your military career. That's right. So, Kyle, now we I get now we move into okay. So you, you had said that the prayers are broken down in the book in in several camps. You said first we got the precious blood prayers, then the second uh, set of prayers we have. Uh, I guess you call them the boot camp prayers, right? Right. Okay. Now we move into page 34. It says the punishing prayer. What would this uh, section of prayers be called? Okay. These punishing prayers are retaliate, retaliatory. Are, uh, this is where we get to fight back. So if the, if the prayers we're just coming out of are road work, um, now these are the sparring prayers. We're about to move like into that. these sparring prayers. <laughs> sparring prayers. I'm writing that down. That's good. You're speaking my language, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, this it, is military language. You know, it doesn't matter how much the Jesuits don't like confrontation and don't like the military language. It doesn't matter how much they pursue the, the art of cowardice disguised as active, uh, passive, aggressive behavior. It doesn't matter. Life is confrontation. Life, and especially life in Christ. That's why we are the church militant. This language, read sacred scripture. It's all swords and spears and fighting. It, mm. This is... that's what it is. I can't change it. You can't change it. It's what we were born into. So embrace it or get out of the way. (laughs) So tell us about this punishing prayer. How is it used as part of the sparring prayers? Uh, Is it uh, deprecatory? Is it, I think it's imprecatory because it says, I I see the word I there. So this would be an imprecatory prayer, correct? Yeah, but it's followed with I ask. And so there's not the beseech. There's not the command language. Okay. Um, it, it's very, it's very much an asking because in this prayer you are not uh, active, and so in the imprecatory prayer, uh, it's asking for assistance, a side by side kind of uh, thing. So this prayer, um, you're asking the Lord, Lord Jesus Christ. It's, I it's, it's deprecatory now. It's deprecatory. Yes. Got it. Okay. It is deprecatory. And so you're asking the Lord to do something with which you're not necessarily going to cooperate or can cooperate. Got it. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Continue. So, yeah. so what? So what you're asking is this is this is a uh, a protection, a form of a protection prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, I ask thee that from now until I fall asleep, while I sleep, during my dreams that if any evil spirit tries to affect me, that thou wouldst punish him by making him focus on the thing that causes the most pain during the entire time he tries to affect me and for 10 minutes more. I also ask thee not to not allow him to retaliate. Well, I hear the music. Prayer. Going to a hard break. We'll okay. be right back. We'll be back. Uh, don't stick around. Good stuff. Jesus, uh, War College with Wednesday War College. Kyle Clement, Jess Romero. Wednesday War College, Jess Romero, Kyle Clement. This is high level spiritual warfare. I know a lot of people anticipate Wednesdays, even priests. I get uh, a lot of priests and clergy that listen to the Wednesday show because, again, they they, they feel like they're get, they're just about getting three college units, and, and I agree with them. I feel like every Wednesday with uh, Dan and Kyle, I'm getting three college units here, sometimes five college units. Uh, Kyle, let me ask you the que- a question about these. Uh, right before the sparring prayers, I just want to make sure somebody just texts me to ask, on the boot camp prayers... Did you mention that when somebody starts these boot camp prayers, they have to be serious about their faith and they have to root out mortal sin from their life before they start the prayers or after they start the boot camp prayers? No, the, the actually the boot camp prayers are um, instrumental in in, a, in doing that, in rooting oh, out the, the habitual got mortal it. sin. Instru- and so that, that's the methodology. But the, the the understanding and the inclination has to be uh, all or none. Um, if, if you're not serious about wanting to make that radical change, um, both in your life and in your relationships, 
uh, then these are going to be hard. These are going to be hard prayers. Uh, Jess, let me ask you: When you were training, uh, did you do road work once a week? Oh, how about how about uh, five days a week, uh, six days a week at times, but five days all for sure. Okay, so what's happening is for a lot of Catholic men, they're doing road work one day a week, and that's that's mass, and and it's it's kicking them. It's it's just crippling them. Because this is something that once you take it up, you can't lay it down, and you've got to stick with it. No, that makes sense. That's a perfect analogy. Yeah, if I would have did road work uh, once a week, I would have had my uh, my tail handed to me. But uh, I actually did pretty yep. well. I actually did pretty well. I, in fact, I, I fought sixty four times in the ring in ten years. I had sixty four fights. I once my record was sixty and four losses. My four losses were by decision. I never got knocked out. Never took a. Never took a standing eight count. And a lot of it was, like you said, Dan, uh, Kyle, uh, I took road work seriously, dieting seriously, eating right. For 10 years I did. I'm not, I'm not saying I do that now. And so that's why a lot of that for me, it was easy to translate into the interior life or the spiritual life because I know that to attain any type of success in anything, it's going to take effort and discipline. So this is for me a no-brainer, everything you're saying here. Yeah, what a what, this analogy really, really works. I, I think often of my daughter in high school, um, very small rural uh, school. There were seven girls that played basketball, and they made it. There were seven on her team. That was it, and they made it to state. Wow! And they made it to the finals. Uh, and and the reason they made it to the finals was not because they shot well, not because of anything other than they played fast break from buzzer to buzzer wow that coach had them had them running six and seven miles uh every day and and running drills and they literally ran teams down um they would encounter teams that had 15 16 girls on the bench and at the end of the game um they had run them down and so they would often trail for for three quarters and then in the fourth quarter as the other team couldn't keep up then that's when they would would start putting points on the board but it was just the the understanding that he had them in such shape. He knew um, that that was the that was the ace in the hole, if you will. That was that was the key to success. Is that he just simply ran them down. That is spiritual warfare. That is spiritual warfare. It's who la- who can outlast the other. Who can go the distance? And if you can go the distance, if you can keep it up, regardless of what's happening. Um, then then you're going to be victorious. And I think that's one of the things that we lose is modernly we want instant satisfaction. We want to be able to uh, adjure the demon once and have him out of our life. And uh, that's just not realistic, and that's, that's not the way it works. Kyle, also, uh, um, it, it, this all makes sense, and I'm, and I'm saying because our Lord says in like Matthew 24, 13, Matthew 10, 22, those who persevere to the end will be saved. He's not saying, our, our Lord isn't saying that the Christian life is in a hundred yard dash. No. He's talking, St. Paul talks about it like a marathon race in the book of Hebrews. So, uh, yeah, all of this, it's a grind. I, I think in Job chapter 7, verse 1 of the Dewey Reams, it says, uh, uh, life on earth is warfare. That's a, that's. I mean, you can't put it any clearer than that. Life on earth is warfare. So this punishing prayer is a deprecatory prayer used by the person. Probably, I'm going to guess, Kyle, um, it's probably a good prayer to pray at night before you go to bed. 
Uh, it's also a good prayer to pray for any any forms of temptation or diabolical attack. What else can you tell us about this prayer? So this prayer is very effective. We we use it a lot in phase two, three, and four in our protocol uh, because simply what's going to happen is the demon is going to come against you in a com- when you're in a compromised state in that shadow uh, land between awake and asleep when the faculties are compromised. Uh, this is when we're most susceptible to temptation, especially carnal temptation. Um, and we don't have, uh, while well, we, we have sovereignty, we don't have uh, complete um, control of faculties. And so what you're asking to do, you're, you're asking the Lord to stand vigil. You're asking the Lord, and, and often we, we tell him with specificity, ask, a, uh, ask your patron saint, ask your angels um, to guard you, to guide you in this, in this compromised state during the sleep. Because the demon is an opportunist, and he's going to come at you when you are in a weakened or compromised state. And so that's what this punishing prayer is all about. Um, again, it, you, have to, you have to work on the psychological compatibility. If someone's in a state of habitual mortal sin, this prayer is not going to be effective. It, none of these prayers are going to be effective or as effective as someone is in a state of mortal sin. They're psychologically compatible with the demon. Um, it's just not going to, uh, they're not going to have effect because, again, you're serving two, it's a house divided. Um, you're serving, you're trying to serve two masters. Um, and we see a lot of cases where the people are wanting the demon to be made manageable, not to be uh, banished from their life because they get certain things certain power, certain other um, things from the demon that they think are good knowledge, um, various other things. And so they want the demon to be made manageable, not to be vanquished totally from their life. And you can't have this. There can't be this coexistence. Um, It's either the Lord uh, or the demon. And, And I think that when the punishing prayer doesn't work, we tell people to pray it. And when it doesn't work, then we say, okay, what are the impediments to grace? What is the habitual mortal sin? What is the psychological compatibility? So if I'm going to look at porn for uh, 30 minutes before I go to bed and then pray the punishing prayer, do you think that the Lord's going to grant that prayer? <laughs> Probably not. No. A- no. And, I mean, it, yeah. yeah. And and Kyle, that's that's where a lot of men are stuck. I mean, I'm, 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 to be honest, we they're stuck because... A lot of men, I mean, you you go to the average parish, at least the Novus Ordo parishes, not so much in the Latin Mass, it's probably about 50-50, but in the Novus Ordo parishes, I'd say it's about 75-80% women, 25-20% uh, men, uh, and so a lot of men are checked out, and, and, and so you can see... Uh, you can see why there's uh, the families in such a mess. I mean, there's no St. Joseph in the house. Uh, and uh, and and... And and maybe some of the guys that want to start saying these prayers, you say, dude, you got to get right with God first. You you have to get you got to go to sacramental confession. You got to make sure you stay clean and pure. You can't be because some people call me up and say, Jesse, I'm doing these prayers. I'm getting attacked at night. I'm something's pulling me by the leg at night. Throws off my covers, chokes me. Uh, I'm saying, okay, when was the last time you went to confession? Five years ago. Stop those prayers right now. Go to confession. I said. Develop a regular prayer life of intercessory and supplication prayer. And once you, you've mastered those mortal sins that you confess, or at least, at least, at least you, 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 you put, put them in check, uh, then you could, the, the, in other words, what I'm saying, these prayers have a high flash caliber. They have a high flash radius. 
These prayers are for the mature follower of Christ, not for the baby in Christ, as St. Paul calls him, right? Oh, you're precisely right, Jesse. You're exactly right. And and if a guy is praying these prayers or wanting to pray these prayers because the demon's messing with him, he's not going to be successful. If he wants to pray these prayers as a methodology to get right with God and to be the man in his house, to be the husband in his house, to be the father in his house, to discharge his vocational duty, to make good on his sacrifice, to draw ever closer to God and ever closer to Jesus, then these prayers will work. If you're using them um, otherwise, uh, they're not going to, quote, work because your intention is not pure. Your desire is not pure. Incidentally, if you start praying these, I'm not telling you not to pray them. I'm saying pray them. Pray them from wherever you are. And when you start getting the snot beat out of you, you'll recognize maybe my uh, motivation is not quite pure. Maybe I haven't identified my predominant vice. Maybe I'm I'm going about this the wrong way. Um, then get get right and see what happens. It is it's amazing. It's like learning how to shoot. When you when a kid first learns how to shoot a shotgun. He's going to get kicked. He's going to get bruised. He's going to get all these things until you learn how to hold the weapon. And until you learn how to, um, the responsibility of discharging the weapon and the right reason to discharge the weapon, um, it, it's a whole different world. It's a whole different ballgame. Same weapon, same man, but the motivation and the desire is different. Kyle, where can uh, people get a hold of some of your projects that you're up to right now? you got about two minutes. What is Kyle Clement up to, and how can people uh, get involved? Oh, thanks. Uh, please go to www.monte, M-O-N-T-E, Cristo, C-H-R-I-S-T-O, dot net, and then go uh, also go to www.libercristo, L-I-B-E-R-C-H-R-I-S-T-O, dot org, um, and then uh post an inquiry or look there there's uh on the monte cristo site and on the libra cristo site both are many uh free videos uh links to youtube uh some other recordings that are there uh all the retreats are discussed there you can ask to be put on our constant contact list to get um we have a monthly newsletter uh which just came out um there's a new feature on those monthly newsletters called reclamation theology it examines um those elements of our faith that have either been lost or diminished uh, since uh, 1960 and ways to reclaim our faith and ways to reclaim um, our households and our domestic churches. Um, not the least of which um, is the Virgin Most Powerful uh, conferences that are coming up. Um, and there's a lot of things out there that you can uh, avail yourself of that you can look at that don't cost anything. There's the retreats do uh, have a charge. The conferences have a charge to, to offset expenses. But what else are you going to spend your money on? What else are you going to be really, really interested in? Um, I think that as you get deeper into this, you'll realize the necessity for preserving our faith and preserving our ourselves whole and entire. Amen. We'll see you next time, family. Uh, we'll see you next time. Uh, God bless you. Keep the faith. Up next, Gary Machuda, hands-on apologetics. Uh, me and Kyle, we are EOW, end of watch. We are out. God bless you. Viva Cristo Rey. <laughs>